You're listening to The Sick Room Show, episode number 297. In this episode, I talk about the importance of finding your why and how that impacts your business. Welcome to The Sick Room Show. I'm your host, Sick Room, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's episode is about the why how to find it, and why it's so important for your business. In the beginning of my business, I didn't really know my why, but once I knew it, my business started to take off. Go to signal.com for 297 for the show notes of this episode and to sign up for my free video series, Build Your Dream Business. Every woman and man I've met has a dream. We can also call it a why. This dream or why might be pretty straightforward initially. You want to be able to stay at home, spend time with your family, and at the same time, follow your passion and make a living. Or, and actually I would say later, it might be big and bold. You've seen a problem in the world and you want to solve it. You have a story to share. You want to inspire others to take action. Six years ago, I was without a job and sick. I was overqualified and too experienced for most jobs on the market. And my chronic illness was making it difficult for me to continue my career in the corporate world. My dream or why at that point was pretty straightforward. I wanted to be location independent so I could spend time with my family in Iceland whenever I wanted while having a home base in Switzerland with my husband and stepsons. I also wanted to have flexible working hours so I could take care of my health and go on daily walks any time of the day. I had always thought about starting my own business, but I also kept telling myself I needed to wait for the perfect business idea. When I found myself unemployed for the second time in two years, I stopped waiting for inspiration and actively searched for my business idea. After many months of searching for the perfect business idea, I realized that it had always been there, right in front of me. I'd been a successful CEO for 10 years and a business consultant for startups. I knew how to start, build and scale successful businesses. I felt like the boy in the alchemist who goes off searching the world only to figure out that what he was looking for was right at home. My vision became clearer and it was big and bold. And finally, only a few months ago, I came up with the one short sentence that describes my why. Accelerate gender equality through female entrepreneurship. So this vision wasn't so clear when I started my business, but I kind of knew of it 
So I decided to work with female and online entrepreneurs, helping them find the right business idea based on their passion, build their online service-based businesses, and scale them with online courses and masterminds. The success of my clients followed quickly, and I saw them go from zero to multiple six figures while I built my business to a million dollars. Did I just discover my why in one day? No. It was always there, just like yours has always been there. But we forget about it. We don't make it a priority. And that's a story that is also often hidden. But there's something that guides us. So it feels like my why was always there. And if I wanted to make my business story a bit prettier than it actually is, I could have said, oh, I always knew my why. I always knew why I wanted to work with female entrepreneurs, but that's not true. In the beginning, it was really just about the lifestyle I wanted. And that's how I have also focused on helping my clients. In the beginning, it's often about what you want to achieve. It is actually never about money, not really, but more what money enables you to do. But once you're further in your business, and for some people, it might be at the beginning as well, if they have been thinking a lot about it, they might have a big and bold vision of wanting to change the world positively. And the business is just a means to either get the money to be able to do it or You do it with your business, and that's what I am doing. So my why, when I got so clear, I would say probably in my third year of business, I got super clear on it. And then I got much clearer on who was my ideal client. I got clear on how I wanted to help my ideal client. And I had this force or carrot in front of me to make bigger and bolder decisions For instance, why do a podcast unless you have a big and bold vision you're following? Or why do a live event? Or why do a conference, which is what I'm planning in 2020? I'm planning a big conference. It's very scary and exciting at the same time. And I would never, ever have decided to do that if I didn't have a why. So how do you find your why if you don't have it yet or you don't think you have it? It's typically something that has happened. I would say for most people, it's a childhood story because we are so influenced as children and often something happens to us or with us or around us and that changes us in a way that we never forget. It can also be that you discover your why later in life. I know women who have, for instance, lost a child as a mother and then become a grief recovery coach. Or you see something happening in the world as a grown-up and you go and help out in Africa and then you create a non-profit and maybe you run it along with your business or make it your main thing. It doesn't always have to be a childhood story, but I would say for the majority it is. So you, if you know me and have been listening to this podcast, then you probably know my why story. But I know there are others that haven't heard it 
And you know, often we need to tell those stories again and again and again to get clearer on them ourselves and also for our audience or listeners or those who watch to realize, oh, this is how you find your why. Or now I like you even more because I like your why. Or I like you less because I don't like your why. And that's good. Your why should attract your ideal client and repel those who are not your ideal clients. So I grew up believing I could do anything I wanted to do. And I'm really grateful to my parents to have installed this belief in me. I didn't think I had any disadvantages and I could literally do anything. I decided early on to study architecture. I was just 11 and not being influenced by anyone. I would say the only influence was that on Sundays, we would drive around new neighborhoods and look at houses because my mother loved to look at new houses. She would often uh, read the real estate portion of the newspaper, even if we were not thinking about moving. And we, we lived in a good house. But it was more like a hobby and I would eat ice cream and it, it was exciting to see something being built almost right in front of your eyes, where before there had been nothing. I got excited about this possibility of creating something out of nothing. And I started to make drawings for my classmates. I remember one of my classmates was a horse lover and I would make a big house for her with a horse stable so she could basically have her horses almost inside her home. And of course, all houses had swimming pools. Now, time moves on and I am 16 years old and I'm still planning to go to Germany to study architecture. And I also had another hobby. It was making my own clothes. And I loved making my clothes a bit different. So buying Buddha and copying patterns from a magazine or something I could get from other people wasn't inspiring anymore. I wanted something special, something different. I had this need also to be a bit different and unique. So I would rather see something from a fashion magazine and try to emulate it. And for that, I needed some help. I didn't know how to do patterns. So I did this course and my parents had me to pick me up from gymnasium, 7 p.m. My classes were finished, drove me to this dressmaker at her home. And there were seven probably other women in their 40s, early 40s, late 40s. And I was the only young one, 16 year old. So I didn't say much. I was pretty quiet and we did our lessons, uh, hands-on lessons. And then there was a coffee break in the middle of the three to four hours we were together with her in the evening. And I was curious and I was in my molding years, very curious about other people. And they were talking about their dreams. The women all had dreams. Just like I started this episode, every woman and man that I've met has a dream. And I loved hearing about their dreams. But then they shared all the reasons why they had not followed their dreams. And still today, when I share this story, I get upset. I get frustrated. I get angry. Because why do they believe, or why did they believe, they couldn't. Well, the excuses sounded quite sound. 
They had children, they got married, they had a good job, they couldn't quit their job. It would mean different things, less income or some compromises in terms of childcare. It went on and on. There was always an excuse. And I got very upset, not with the women per se, although I would probably have talked to them a bit differently or talked to them at all if I would meet them today. But I got frustrated with society of making these women believe that they couldn't follow their dream. Because I made that connection. I thought there is something in, in the, not really in the environment, but more in the social surroundings that allows them to look at all these things as excuses instead of just saying, I'm going to make it happen. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll make it a priority to follow my dreams. And there was nothing like that. I became a feminist. I was much more curious about gender equality. I started to think that we need to change society and I make a big decision not to have children. I do have children today. I have two wonderful stepsons that are 13 and 15. But I made this big decision because I felt, well, I want to follow my dream. So if their excuses are true, which I felt at that time that they could be true, then I need to make some changes because I want to follow my dreams. Now, today I know these excuses are not true. Iceland is number one in gender equality in the world, was already at that time pretty much in the top 10. And these were excuses. And I decided I was never going to use excuses to stop myself from following my dreams. So that was the big decision I took. So when it came to me a few years later, moving to Germany to study architecture, and I had a boyfriend of three to four years already, and he said, why do you need to move to Germany? Can you not just stay here? And I said, no, I need to move to Germany to follow my dream and study architecture. It was this decision at 16 that helped me make decisions. And again and again, later in my life, there were often big decisions to be made and I knew why I needed to make them. Now, in the beginning, or for many, many years, until I basically started my business, this was a decision-making tool for me personally. I wasn't really using it to help other people. And when I started my business, yes, my why, my dream was to location independent. So I didn't want to be stuck in Switzerland and just have 20 days holiday, which is what you have as an employee. No, I wanted to be able to hop on a plane, don't worry about the cost of the flight fare, and be with my family when they needed me, when there was a reunion from my high school. And then when my dad got sick, now just over two years ago, I was so grateful to be able to do exactly that. Just hop on a plane and be in Iceland and continue to run my business as if nothing had happened. But already two years into my business, I realized I didn't need that much to make this dream, vision, or why a reality. Pretty much in my second year of business, I was able to do this. I was location independent. I could work whenever and wherever I wanted and take care of my health. And I started to look for my bigger vision. And then again, I was like the boy in the alchemist. It was 
already there. It had always been there. I just had it lit it up. I had it made it the biggest thing that I'm aiming for. In 2017, my business skyrocketed. I tripled my revenue. I had been doubling it before. And last year, I made the big, bold decision to book a venue in 2020 for a conference. It now has a name, Women Entrepreneurship Forum. This conference is not about me and my story. I'm going to be highlighting women who have achieved great, big, and bold things. And I'm so excited because I'm going to write a book first and interview many of those women. And then they're going to come to Iceland in June, June 18th and 19th. You can reserve the date already. And in 2020, and speak from the stage there in a fiercely red room that I feel was just made for me. And as you can see, I would never have booked this venue and made this bold decision of filling up a conference with 1,600 seats if I didn't have my why. Your why doesn't have to be changing the world, but typically you are helping people. You can't have a business if you're not helping people. Figure out what your bigger, bolder why is. Yes, we always have a dream that is a little bit more achievable in the beginning of our business, but then this big dream has to come forward so that you can continue and to scale and grow your business. So figure out your why and your business will thrive. Go to sing.com forward slash 297 for the show notes of this episode and to sign up for my free video series, Build Your Dream Business. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on Apple Podcasts. See you in the next episode.